Hello, everybody. Welcome into another microcast on the Fantasy Pros Football Podcast. I am Ryan Warmly, joined today by Andrew Erickson. We are giving you, just a couple days before the season, eight running backs we think are ready to break out. So if you have a draft here last minute, Tuesday, Wednesday, leading up to that Thursday night opener, you can use some of these running backs that you might want to target. Or you can try and target them in trades if you've already drafted. We think these guys, eight players, are ready to break out. We're going to go eight to one, kind of in ADP order, not necessarily in conviction order. But Erickson, start us off with number eight. Devon A-Chain for the Miami Dolphins. Look, people, I know that he's a little bit smaller size, but he has a perfect runway to becoming the Miami Dolphins running back one. You could have asked asked for a better setup where Jeff Wilson's on injured reserve. Raheem Mostert is 31 years old and is made of glass. They didn't get Dalvin Cook. They didn't get Jonathan Taylor. So, like, the time is now for Devon A-Chain, who had a monster last season at Texas A&M, 33% dominator rating, which kind of showed that, hey, yeah, I am a little bit smaller, but I can handle a large workload. The last game he played, 38 carries for 215 yards and two touchdowns against LSU. So, I think A-Chain fits this system perfectly with Mike McDaniel. You got that open, wide zone, the outside zone scheme where he's going to take one cut to the house with his track speed. So I love A-Chain. Yeah, I, I mean, he did have a workhorse role in college, but given the size, and you kind of addressed it, like the defenders in the NFL are bigger. Do you expect, like, what, like I guess let me rephrase. What do you expect to see in terms of total touches per game for him? Assuming there's no, like, oh, rookie doghouse, whatever, but just in general, physically, how he holds up, what would you expect? I mean, I think that he can get north of 10 double-digit touches a game, and I think that's really all he's going to need, especially because he's using the passing game. So Tua is not afraid to check the ball down to the running back position. Who else is getting targets in this offense behind Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle? Like, they combined for almost like a 60% target share last year, which leaves... 40% of the targets to still go to other players on offense. So whether it's going to be Braxton Berrios, if you think Durham Smythe is going to do something, it's probably not those guys. So it's probably the running back. So A-Chain combining his role and how efficient he'll be in this system, along with him catching the ball out of the backfield, I think he's going to pleasantly surprise a lot of players and a lot of fantasy guys that have drafted him and stashed them on the bench through all of this nonsense of Miami kind of shaking up their backfield left and right. Every yeah. time I look up, it's a different scenario and situation in Miami, but it remains the same. The A-chain was a third-round pick, got good draft capital, and is a really explosive running back, and I want to gravitate towards those types of players. Give me your next running back. A.J. Dillon for the Green Bay Packers. For me, it's I think that he's going to become the primary rusher on this team, and over the last two years, he has been the number one red zone running back on the Green Bay Packers. Contract year for him. The Packers have all the incentive in the world to ride him out because he's not going to be on the team next year. He His contract is going to expire. So Aaron Jones, they've been used very sparingly during the preseason. They're looking to obviously reserve him because he's the guy they're tied up with more financially. But I think Aaron Jones is really going to be the primary receiving back. Whereas A.J. Dillon would not surprise me at all if he outcarries and outrushes and has more touchdowns than Aaron Jones does in 2023. Think you've got fantasy football figured out? Think again. Introducing Knockout, a new Survivor Fantasy League that's worth the challenge. A season-long tournament where every week matters. Strategize, draft, survive. High effort with even higher stakes. Because who likes losing? Draft your lineup, use any players you want, but be careful, you can only use each player once. The lowest scoring entry is eliminated each week, and the concept is simple. 
but survival is not. Stop losing, start surviving in the only league where skills are tested and strategy pays off. Learn more at play.fantasysportsknockout.com slash fantasypros. Fantasy Sports Knockout is available for real money in certain states, but anyone can play in a user-created league. So if you think you know fantasy, prove it. Play.fantasysportsknockout.com slash fantasypros. Erickson, give me running back number six. Khalil Herbert for the Chicago Bears. I mean, this one's pretty simple, guys. Whenever this guy starts, he puts up RB1 fantasy numbers. Eight games of the last two seasons where he's had at least 13 touches. Average 15.1 fantasy points per game and half PPR. That's back-end fantasy RB1 numbers. So I know everyone loves Roshan Johnson. He's going to take over the backfield. Well, until Herbert either flops on his face or gets hurt, I don't see how he's not going to continue to be the starting running back for the Bears because every time he starts and plays, he's super efficient. So... Yeah, maybe towards the end of the season, you see Roshan eat into his carries maybe a little bit more here and there. But until I see it happen, Herbert is the guy in the Chicago Bears backfield that I want to start in my lineup. How run heavy is this offense going to be this year? Because obviously there's Roshan, obviously Deontay Foreman, and obviously Justin Fields is going to run a lot. They were historically run heavy a year ago. So I think everybody assumes they're going to pass a little more this year at least. But do you think it's still going to be so run heavy that there's there's enough touches even in a crowded backfield or or you're just so planting your flag on it's not going to be a crowded backfield unless Roshan proves otherwise I think that it's not really going to be as crowded as most people are giving or kind of making it seem like it's going to be you know I think it wouldn't be surprised me at all if Deontay Foreman is like a healthy game game day scratch like they don't need him because he's not playing on special teams whereas Travis Homer plays on special teams like they have other running backs that they could use active where Foreman is just kind of this he's the automatic backup in case of an injury. So they're not going to actually use him on game days. So I think it's really going to be Herbert getting a lot of the work on early downs, Roshan sprinkling on third downs, which I don't really even know how great of a role that is on the Bears offense when Justin Fields doesn't check the ball down to running backs anyway, because he's going to just take off and scramble on third down, not check it down to his running back. So it's kind of overblown in my opinion, like, oh, he needs to have this third down role. It's like, why? Like, how great is a third down role attached to a scrambling quarterback? I don't think it's really that great. So I want Herbert, I want the efficiency, and I want the touchdown upside. And that's what Herbert has, I think, in this offense, even if it is more a little more balanced, which I expect it to be now that I actually have a legitimate wide receiver in DJ Moore. One of the most hyped players this preseason who has gained a lot of steam, and he's not in like RB1 territory, but he's moved up the rankings significantly in August, is your next guy, James Cook. Yeah, I think that the preseason kind of gave analysts and drafters more confidence in taking James Cook because we really weren't sure, like, okay, how is this going to shake out? Damon Harris is there. They brought in Latavius Murray. But everything in the preseason was pretty much golden for James Cook. You know, he's playing on all the downs. He's using in the passing game. And last year, he was really efficient. You know, third among all running backs in route participation. That was Devin Singletary last year. So if he's going to take over that role, I mean, Devin Singletary is a jag running back. Like, not really anything special. He's a good enough running back to earn snaps and touches on an NFL field, but not really a special player. So if you're now putting in James Cook, who I think is just more talented than Devin Singletary into that role where he is going to catch a lot of passes, even though it is Josh Allen, because Devin Singletary was catching a lot of passes with Josh Allen. James Cook, 27% target rate per route run last year. That was better and equal to Christian McCaffrey and Alvin Kamara. Fifth among all running backs with at least 30 targets in 2022. So you have the second year running back, Super efficient, is playing on mostly all the downs. The only downside was really the fact that they got to the goal line and they put Damon Harrison. Like, that was really it for James Cook. And I think that's the only thing holding him back maybe from having this, you know, all-worldly breakout. 
but Damien Harris has not shown the ability to stay healthy. You know, that's why I was almost getting more concerned about Damien Harris and the drafts I've been doing because I hadn't seen him all preseason because he'd been banged up. So if Harris gets hurt, then that's a scenario where you do see James Cook really take off and absolutely just go supernova. Whereas now it's like maybe more of a, a little breakout where he can still definitely finish inside the top 24, even alongside some of those other Bills running backs. We talk a lot about what makes winners on this show, and there's one thing all the teams, coaches, and players have in common preparation. Planning is key in everyday life too. And a great way to be prepared for the unexpected is to join Air MedCare Network, America's largest air ambulance membership network. Air MedCare Network providers operate state-of-the-art helicopters that can respond to critically ill or injured patients who need emergency medical transport. These flights can be very expensive, but as an Air MedCare Network member, you won't see a bill for your flight only when flown by one of their providers. That's right, you would pay nothing. And you could become a member of Air MedCare Care Network for just $99 per year. And right now, our listeners get up to an $80 MasterCard or Amazon e-gift card when they join and use offer code FANTASYPROS. That's FANTASYPROS with no spaces. Make financial peace of mind part of your game plan. Visit airmedcarenetwork.com forward slash FANTASYPROS. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Nothing to do with anyone personally, but Creighton is the team every year that the nerds, you know, the basketball nerds, are like, you know, who's ready to get Creighton? You don't watch Creighton. They play. And I'm like, I don't want to watch Creighton because I agree with Shannon the dude today. Creighton's never going to win anything. Stop talking to me about Creighton. They're not never the, not gonna, the not the Big East tournament. They're, well, I mean, they could maybe they win the Big East tournament, but it'll only be luck. But like, they're always like, you know, a sleeper team. That, like that guy who I told you had eight title teams. One of his title teams was Creighton. Is not winning the national championship. It's yeah, I don't not, have him doing that. That like that's why do we all have to act like Creighton is a, is a is a good team? Creighton's like the band they all say you should know if you really knew bands. <laughs> And then they're never at any of the Yeah, exactly. And it comes time for the Grammys, and they lose out to, like, you know, Lil Durk. And you're like, see, I knew Lil Durk was better. Why are you, t- why are you telling me? See the whole time. <laughs> and this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Give me your next running back here, Erickson. Number four, Rashad White for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Look, I really don't think it needs to be more complicated than it is. Played 100% of the snaps of the team's starting offense in the preseason. Ran a route on all the dropbacks. And for me, he's just been the easiest click in like round six of fantasy football drafts because people just don't want to draft Rashad White. It's because, oh, well, he plays on the Buccaneers. Well, you know, how do running backs overcome bad situations? It's called volume. We see it all the time. This is how these running backs hit in fantasy football, especially when they are shown an ability to catch passes at the NFL level. He was 11th in receptions last year. Nobody even cares. They're like, oh, well, Sean Tucker's now going to take over this back for this undrafted free agent. Like, we're trying to find excuses to, like, not draft Rashad White when it's, like, so clear that this guy is going to be the next David Johnson in this offense with Bruce Arians. Like, that's why they drafted him, because he reminded them of David Johnson. He reminded me of Le'Veon Bell. Like, he is a player that can take on a massive workload and offer juice in an offense that doesn't really have a lot of the pieces. So I think Rashad Wise is such an easy breakout candidate, and I'm, I'm glad that he's just been so undervalued all fantasy draft season. I am somebody who has been possibly undervaluing him and who has not been drafting him anywhere, <laughs> and we have disagreed on it on many shows. And as I've said every time, if Erickson and I disagree, listen to Erickson. So even <laughs> though I'm not there on White, 
Uh, you probably should be drafting him or trading for him. Final three guys here, bigger names than the earlier ones. We'll go a little quicker on them. Give me number three. Well, I know you're on this guy, so we agree oh, yeah. on this one. J.K. Dobbins for the Baltimore Ravens. Look, I'm just betting on an uber-talented prospect coming in fully healthy for the first time seemingly since his rookie year, and we saw it last year, even when he wasn't even fully healthy. Last five games, 6.6 yards per carry, 92 rushing yards, 14 carries per game. I think that he has that Mark Ingram 2019 season in his range of outcomes, where Mark Ingram had insane touchdown production, 15 touchdowns. Mark Ingram was a top 10 fantasy running back because he scored 15 touchdowns at the age of 30. So a lot of it was like he would just catch these passes and run down the field like on these really long screen passes. I'm sure you remember that where I'm like, he just had insane touchdown efficiency. But why can't that be Dobbins this year? We know how explosive he is with the ball in his hand, especially with actual threats at wide receiver, drawing defenses to actually have to cover them and not just worried about the run game with Lamar, with Todd Munkin. I think that Dobbins week one against the Houston Texans, we're going to be like, oh my God, like why were we not drafting this guy so much higher? So JK Dobbins, if you can still get him, trade for him, get him on your team. I have him everywhere. Obviously, I am a Ravens fan, but I've also just believe. I mean, he's more talented at this stage in his career than Mark Ingram was at oh. 30. Oh, and this is a better offense that he's going to be in. Maybe a slightly worse offensive line, but no, I, I'm fully in. Dobbins will be a big uh, determining factor in my season because I have him everywhere. He, I think, is going to. I think it's like, as long as he stays healthy, which it's a running back, you never know. I think 1,200 yards and 12 touchdowns is like easy easy write it in in stone if he's healthy uh give me your number two running back here uh jameer gibbs for the detroit lions look he was selected 12th overall in the nfl draft they're going to use him and he's going to have significant workload in this offense i know we kind of get scared off sometimes with these rookie running backs but if Bijan robinson hadn't been drafted eighth overall then we would be drafting jameer gibbs even higher than we'd be drafting him now because he's just kind of like oh he's the other running back they have to take inside the top 12 guys Running backs don't get drafted inside the top 12 anymore. <laughs> like, look how devalued the position is. And yet we had two guys drafted inside the top 12 this year. We love DeAndre Swift. DeAndre Swift was a fringe first round, second round pick. And now the Lions have Jameer Gibbs in that role and they actually like him. Just look at Gibbs and be like, wow, imagine the Lions like DeAndre Swift. That's Jameer Gibbs. With no one beside Amon Ross St. Brown, like absorbing targets in this offense, with Jameson Williams suspended, Gibbs, Thursday night, you're going to see it. He's going to be out there, catch whatever his receiving prop is, take the over. That's all I'll say. <laughs> all right, give me your final guy here. It's a guy that you've loved all draft season, and you're not here for the rookie hype in this backfield. No, I am not. It is Travis Etienne for the Jacksonville Jaguars because he's coming off a season where he basically matched a Jonathan Taylor-esque rookie year, and people don't want to draft this guy inside the top three rounds. He falls to round four all the time, and I just I don't believe it. Even in the last preseason game, 65% of the snaps, 100% of the snaps on third down, fourth down, and in short yardage. So Travis Etienne, for me, it's just like we saw Bigsby get a goal line carry in the last preseason game for the Jags, fumbled at the three-yard line. You know what Etienne did? Scored on the next very next drive from the three-yard line. They're going to give the ball to the guy they trust. It's going to be a rookie running back they drafted in the third round, or Travis Etienne, who's played multiple NFL seasons and college football seasons with Trevor Lawrence. Who's going to get the rock? Tell me, Warren, who's going to get the rock? I think it's going to be ETN, so I'm all in. What say you? Uh, I ETN's <laughs> a guy that, like, if I can get him in round four, I'm all in. Round three is just it's a not, yes or no I question. Just, you fail. I just, usually, 
I, I, well, come on. I, I like ETN. I just am not taking him in the third round. That's not to say I don't want him on a few of my teams, at least. I would like to have some ETN exposure. Uh, eight running backs ready to break out. Quick recap here Travis ETN, Jameer Gibbs, JK Dobbins, Rashad White, James Cook, Khalil Herbert, AJ Dillon, and Devon A. Chain. Please don't forget to check out Air Medicare Network and Fantasy Sports Knockout for Andrew Erickson. I am Ryan Warmly. Enjoy the season, guys. Thank you for listening to the Fantasy Pros Football Podcast. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Fantasy Pros and subscribe to our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash fantasy pros.